This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q1.1 DRP, the Daily Red Pill, the daily commitment to accelerate fitness, fellowship, and faith. Dread has written three main points regarding the DRP. First, a man needs help to get right. The boats of some men have been so long capsized that they have gradually surrendered to a life of being swept downstream by circumstance. Having lost the ability to make headway, they become fully focused on mere survival. We call these men sad clowns. Focused on mere survival, the sad clown zombie shuffles through the motions of his life, squandering his days and energy, trying to seem like a man rather than be one. This makes him a mascot. Going it alone, the mascot is doomed to fail because no man can disengage the death grip he holds on his own status quo. Secondly, a man must turn pro to get right. To get right, the mascot has to commit to actual movement, not just its appearance. To obtain proper personal alignment, he must stop seeking to seem and determine to be. He must decide to turn pro rather than continue life as an amateur. Finally, discretion is a cage with velvet bars. Each morning, we all face the decision whether to take the red pill or the blue pill. The red forces a man to hike up the rocky path towards the EQV, while the blue pill lets him mosey down the smooth trail to mascot life and chronic sad clown syndrome. A man's first red pill is the toughest to swallow. While it doesn't get easier, it does get better. While discretion may be the freedom to decide what to do in a given situation, for a man without guardrails, discretion is a cage with velvet bars. It will lead him to take the blue pill. And with that as an overview, here's the substantive portion from a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about DRP. Let's roll the opening. That's a good idea. Okay. And, and we're, we're back. back. And it's good to be back. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Which brings us now finally to the, the daily red pill this week. Time to get substantive. Let, let's talk about the, the DRP. All right. So the DRP is the first cue point in the get right. Yes. In the first quadrant, and it encompasses, um, or it kind of describes the get right in a way. It, it, but yeah, it lays lays sort of the, the framework for right, right. how so we're going to proceed. It's here. the daily commitment to accelerate fitness, fellowship, and faith. The daily commitment. Uh, it's kind of recognition that, um, you know, it's an everyday deal, right? If you're going to get right and you can yes. never, you never wait. <clears throat> Just a couple of quick sub-definitions because there's several words in there. Mm -hmm. uh, commitment means, you know, you're unequivocal, you're bound you, to determine. You, you burn the boat. You burn the boat. You're, you're fully in, right? Mm -hmm. It's the unflinching determination. 
to accomplish the mission kind of thing. And the mission here is to is to accelerate. Accelerate means we'll move a little faster today than you did yesterday. And it doesn't have to be much. No, just incremental. In fact, works best incremental. Yeah, to, yeah. To slowly turn up the heat. Well, because if you turn up too fast, you don't have enough bricks laid. And fitness so. is your rep. Exactly. Fitness is, is your relationship, so to speak, with yourself. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little bit of a misnomer, but uh, or a um, doesn't really work, but um, you do have, a, in a sense, a relationship with yourself, with your king, your queen, and your gesture. Sure you do. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. It's like relationship cries two people, but, you know. Okay. Right. But it's it's your it's how you are in relation to yourself. Right. right. Yeah. Okay, fine. So. Fellowship is your relationship uh, with the concentrica, which mm-hmm. is talked about. Faith is your relationship with the sky cue, such as it is, whatever you happen to believe. And these things uh, need to be accelerated on a daily basis, uh, just made to be a little bit faster every day, just a, yes. a little bit. Uh, that's the way it works. So we have three Socratics mm-hmm. uh, for this. First one is, uh, can a man get right by himself? So you can gnaw on that for a right. minute. Do you, New Year's resolutions work? Uh, another gnar. Right. Um, and finally, are choices good? Are choices good? Hopefully those Socratics would yes. cause one to think, to ponder. Can, the third question is my favorite. Our choice is good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's take up the spurs. First one is a man needs help to get right. So can a man get right by himself? Mm, we think not. Well, and, and and so I, you know, we get pushed back on this kind of thing, right? And these guys say, oh, uh, you know, you got to be accountable to yourself and first and you got to whatever. Right. So can a man get right by himself? I, I don't, I think a man can recognize his need to get right by himself. I think that he can make some sort of strides in that direction, but ultimately it's not going to be a lasting thing. Yeah. And I think this poor part of the synthesis is really focused on not so much your, your decision. Right. To, to continue to try to get right. It's, it's the initial jolt out of sad clown. The doing. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, this, the, the sad clown is stuck in this, this position of stasis. You know, we use the image of the, upside down boat the capsized mm-hmm. boat mm-hmm. he's buffeted around by the water he's pretending to live a life he's focused on seeming rather than being right um and to get out of that takes a disruption some disrupting element somebody to come in his life and get him moving and uh you know I, I like that scene from stripes where sergeant hulka comes in banging on the garbage <laughs> can tops you know yeah. and because these are a bunch of civilians, and they've never even woken up at 5 o'clock in the morning before they're at Fort Knox. And right. where, hap- where I happen to go to basic training, so I recognized all those scenes. That, mm. that was that was in buildings and all the, the uh, obstacle course and everything. And, uh, you know, I remember that first moment. Same thing. Drill sergeant come in, slamming the garbage cans, and you're like, that is just a disruptive moment. And Bill Murray's line of saying, I think this platoon would perform far better if we got more rest <laughs> all right smart guy you just made it 30 miles that's, that's funny right yeah, yeah but that is true you have to be kicked into movement as yeah. a sad clown so uh i suppose it's possible for a man to kick himself into movement well maybe to some degree and here's where i would say is is uh even even my best recognition that i needed to move wasn't enough to get me to move yeah right, you need I, some help. I still needed guy or right. even if nothing else i needed to recognize through the influence of other guys sure. or other people, that there was something to move to. Yeah, exactly. In the absence of that, and, I would have nothing. Those of us, uh, among whom I count myself, who have committed their lives to helping men mm-hmm. move, um, are about that methodology of finding ways to be disruptive in other men's life to get them moving. 
So that's why I like Jocko bombs. You know, I love Jocko's, you know, he had one the other day. Somebody said, you know, what's the best way to get good at pull-ups? And he says, do pull-ups. He says, pull-ups. Pull-ups, yeah. you know? <laughs> Like, that's, these are things people need to hear. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> like, you imagine that uh, granite-headed dude showing up in your house and banging on your uh, garbage right. can. So on one, on the one hand, they're telling you things and saying disruptive things. But on the other hand, they're, they're exhibiting. They're, they're living actually their doing lives it. that yeah. way. I think that's why he takes a picture of his watch every morning. It is. Because he's, he's committed, right. man. And he wants you to know right. committed. That's right. Because you have to change your viewpoint. Of course, it's more reasonable that we get better rested. And somebody was niggling at him about sleep, and he came back at him hard. And you know, because yeah. you got to. Because people that generally don't want to get up in the morning are going to extol the virtues of sleep, right? Naturally, sure. Confirmation we, bias. We confirmation love confirmation bias. Yeah. Exactly right. So if you're going to get out of uh, this cycle that men get into of seeking to seem rather than be, this mm-hmm. mascotry. You're going to need some kind of disruptive force, and that's going to come from the outside. So that's why the first spur is, uh, you know, a man needs to needs help to get right. Otherwise, you'll just keep, you know, making and breaking those same resolutions. Yeah. Over and over again, you'll never get anywhere. All right. All right. So we said the second Socratic was do your do New Year's resolutions work? Mm, apparently not. I know. <laughs> if they did, the gyms would be full in March. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, they yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, by the end of January there, generally or not. It's weird to me that, uh, that people don't see that, but I, of course, didn't see it either. I was like everyone else. No, made of course. Resolutions. But yeah, people ask me sometimes, what's your new resolution? I'm like, to never, to, to make the resolution when I need to make sure. it, not I think wait res- for the first resolutions year. are fine to sure. resolve to do something, but um, they're usually way too draconian. Right. Know? I'm going to get in rock solid shape. Well, you, dude, you can't I will get out wait. of bed. Yeah. You haven't even gotten bed before 7 o'clock in the morning in a year. What do you? <laughs> how do you think you're going to go from there to, to Jocko-like yeah. fitness? It's right. not going to happen. Not going to happen. So that's why we say rather than that, and this is the second spur of, mm-hmm. uh, of the uh, DRP, which is a man must turn pro to get right. A man must turn pro to get right. So commitment comes first before action or movements. Mm-hmm. To some degree, you got to commit to something. And it can be small, right? It should be small. It has to be. Now, what the disruptor does in the life of the sad clown, the mascot who is seeking to seem rather than be, is he elicits commitment. He moves the sad clown from amateur. That's a guy who just lets things happen to pro. What does that look like? Um, It probably is different for every disruptor and sad clown. But in a real general sense. I think in a real general sense, uh, if you're going to be the disruptor, the first thing you've got to do is get the sad clown to admit that where he is isn't right. Yeah. He ain't happy there. He ain't happy there. He's right? pretending. He's pretending, right? Cut through his arguments. Um, and that, you know, is going to be a combination of you setting an example, you know, him exhibiting some desire to begin to get right, you know, those kind of things. But ultimately, you know, he's got to make that – he's got to make that move. He's got to say, yeah – you know, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, this isn't going to work. You know, and then and as you do it more and more, um, you come up with, you know. Sure. Right. Yeah, the specific things that you know and, and the counter arguments or whatever it might be. Right. But ultimately, a dude has to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, that's and, right. And he needs a little prod to, so, to get there. So, you know, for example, you know, with a young guy who's living with a woman who's not married to her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he might tell me, yeah, you know, I don't know why – I'm not, uh, you know, things are my girlfriend with this blah, blah, blah. like, Well, I would say, do you think she's fully confident in you? Well, why would you say that? It's like, 
you still got your horse park. Uh, right. <laughs> you got a horse tied up at the <laughs> front door. You can jump out of there any time. Right. Well, she knows I'm committed. I'm like. Then burn the boat. I mean, yeah, there's only one way that she knows that, dude, and that's when you pull the full trigger, right? Yeah. I mean, until you do that, um, you really haven't done anything. You've left your way to, you know, left, left your you way back out. You have seemed like seemed you're doing it. Rather than. But you ain't bead. You ain't bead. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you got to go full boat, man. No, it really isn't any other way to do it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, while I would discourage a man from changing his gender to to female, mm-hmm. if he was willing to go the whole way, he's going full boat. Full boat. I think, man. You know what? Who am I to say? Who am I to say? But as long as you're keeping vestiges of the old you around, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't really. You know what I mean? Like uh, I say, okay, I believe you're telling me what you think you are. Right. But right. Or this, what you think you want to be. This dude over here, yeah. actually, you know. That's right. He, no vestiges. That's right. <laughs> He's got zero vestiges, man. The white knight's talking backwards, you know. <laughs> men on the chessboard are getting up and telling uh, him what to do. It's different. <laughs> and, and so, to me, that's commitment, uh, yeah. right? No, no. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's commitment. Absolutely. That's, that's what it looks like. That's because on the one hand, this actually works pretty well. You're just semen. Yeah, right. You can dress you however you being. want, man. But you, you ain't, ain't being, yeah. you know. And, um. And that really kind of gets to one of the, the heavy points. The commitment idea is is uh, is really around that, you know, <laughs> as long as you, well, okay, we, we say this all the time. We're com- uh, coming at this from a, uh, uh, a belief system that I do, right? Right. You can't serve both sides. You can't be in the middle. No. You right. have to commit one way or the other. Right. It it simply is. It's a natural law. It will not work. This is not way. the song, but as Getty Lee sang, uh, if you choose not to decide, you, you still, still have, have made a choice. choice right? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, it just is. Yeah. And that's, that is the difference between the mascot, you know, the amateur mascot and the pro, and the, pro the him. And you the, can't, you know, mascots have no impact. No. They jump around for a little while, but right. then ultimately you know, they, they take off their costume and they go home right. and sit. Like uh, I used to have this thing. I don't, it didn't make it to the Q source, but it was about the the, the mascot, the Tar Heel mascot, mm-hmm. which is a goat, basically. Yes. You know, and I said, you know, that's just a dude or yeah, right. a woman. I don't know, dressed Whoever. up as a goat. Yeah, right. She don't put a helmet on. She ain't gonna hit anybody. Mm-mm. Not gonna butt anybody and won't right. graze. No, after the game no takes chance. off the hat, eats a hamburger. <laughs> right. No. Maybe even lamb. Lamb. I don't know. Right. Which yeah. Lambs or goats or that guy. But know. the same kind of animal, right? Cloven, Ish. hooded. Uh, ah, what? I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, that's the thing. It's the difference. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't hate the word authenticity. It's come to be debased. It has been, you know, yeah, somewhat. But, but it's still in its true It's meaning. a real word. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you know the real deal... You you know it. So I, in my business as a, a trial attorney, I I know when there's the, guy, the other guy's faking it, right? And he does too. He does too. And yeah. uh, you know, I know we're not going to trial. I know he's going to prolong it as long as he can, and we're going to settle because he doesn't want to go. Right. He doesn't want to go do the real. I'm going to play that game. Yeah. He doesn't want to do the real deal. So, um, get, getting back to it, this is the idea of being a pro. To mm-hmm. get right, you've got to turn pro. Doesn't mean you're going to do everything right right away we don't flip a switch and then you're automatically all the way pro right well you it's a mindset but there's you know say but you made a decision to work as a pro so it's something you will work on the rest of your life you're i'm going to be this thing yeah and the beauty of it is once you've decided to be then a lot of stuff doesn't matter anymore people will say well you're this way and that you know if it's not true you're like i don't care (laughs) 
right? I'll let my be. Gene Hackman, I apologize for, for nothing. nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, and this takes us down to the uh, the EQV, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, S.E. Quam says, you know, to be rather than seem, which is actually happens to be North Carolina's motto, which I've always liked. Oh, who knew that? So why we've adopted it, e, the EQV to be rather than seem. Mm-hmm. South Carolina motto, do you know it, by the way, since you're a South Carolina resident? Uh-oh. No, I don't have any idea. It's just one word, whatever. I think it's weird. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's I thought it was going to be drive drunk. I don't so, know. You know who not, knows? I, I'm no. sure it's something really good. I'm All sure right. So that takes us to the third spur. Uh, and again, the third Socratic is our choice is good. Third spur is discretion is caged with velvet bars. Yeah. And I, I like how you describe this. And so, and this is why, so I had some questions about this one. Oh, good. Because you, you the there's a phrase in there, deprivation of discretion. Oh, to just deprive yourself the choice? Yeah. I mean, so is choice a good thing? Uh, You might say yes and no. I don't like having a lot of choices, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I like to have limited my life to a series of things I've already decided to do, and now it's just me manning up and following through on them. Mm -hmm. And when you leave yourself, uh, my wife and I get into this little thing. I'll say, what time are we doing this or that? She's like, hey, let's play it by ear. Oh. I said, but if we play it by ear, we'll never actually play it. Okay. Because right? you're just kind of giving yourself an out not to do it. Right. You know, Lack of commitment. Lack of commitment. So uh, if you look at the uh, – it's kind of – I think I use this example of being a soldier. Yeah. You have very few choices, right, other than how to do things. Yeah. The what is almost never within your – Right. What are you going to wear today? Right. Outlined. No, what are you, you know, what are you going to eat? What's the mission? Out, oh, yeah. You know, what's the mission? Outlined. Outlined for you. You know, what, where are you supposed to be at, at 10 o'clock? Where are you supposed to be at 3 o'clock? You know, you don't have that many choices. But how you discharge those things, how you go about it, you have all the choices in the world. Outside the military, it's usually a flip to that, right? Oh, right. you can do whatever you want. You can be whomever, but you can do it. And then, yeah. but everyone always wants to tell you how to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? They want you to decide what to do. Right. And then they want to tell you. They want to yell about how, how you get to it do done. it. And I'm like, I've always bristled at that. I said, look, the- you just tell me what you need done, and I will figure it out and come back with mission accomplished or a really good story about why my ass got whipped. You right, know? right. I mean, but it's I. The, it's the, yeah. I, right. I, but, I, but, but it is a, uh, it is an odd escape from freedom in my mind, the way our society is moving to this. Tell me every single step of some you yes. know, methodology, and then, you know, throughout throughout that, as you dictate every move I make, you're telling me I have all the choices in the world to decide what to do. Right. As but, long as but I not, do, as long as you it do it the way I want you to, exactly how you have dictated it for me. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was doing a workout with a guy the other day. He was a teacher, and he said, "What do you think of our educational system?" I know you. Well, that's a setup, but yeah, yeah I know. Okay. And I said, "Well," I, I, he goes, "What do you think they're supposed to be doing?" I said, "I think they're supposed to be teaching you how to think." He goes, what do you think they do do? I say, I think they try to dictate to you what to think. It's two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, exactly, exactly. That's the exact problem. <laughs> you know, but but uh, you would almost have to be a rebel against the, the yeah. current education, particularly in college now. It seems like it's just, oh, yeah. these are the, this is the doctrine and you must think this and um, it should be the opposite, right? Right. There should be no, right. no hows. There right. ought to just be, you know. Yeah. So, uh, which is why we have the Socratic mm-hmm. in this, because the idea is to use that method that Socrates used, you know, to ask questions <laughs> and so force you to think through the answer, right? Yeah. Depriving yourself of discretion and building guardrails. And guardrails 
are built from routines, right? Routines are, are a series of bricks. So yeah. you build these bricks. And I'll just give one quick, quick example, which we'll take up in more detail later on. You know, with the king is if I say I want to work out on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and I know that means I have to do it before the world rushes in and starts demanding my time. Mm-hmm. You know, the two o'clock workout ain't going to happen, right? Not likely. So if I know I'm going to be at a five thirty workout, there's a lot of bricks that have to get laid before I can get that done, right? I've got to discipline myself the day before, get enough sleep. I got to have my gear. I do all these things, and you lay these bricks one at a time. Ultimately, you get a routine, and today would be a pretty good example. Um, I just found myself getting out of the car, putting my rucksack on. You know, I yeah. was like, wow. It's Friday. Last hour has been a blur of things yeah. that I do every day. Right. Right down to listening to the same music. Oh. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. and I, in my mind, I think of that as mind framing, right? Yeah. So I listen to the same tunes. You know, I, I listen to kind of gospel-y rock, and that's the only time I ever do it because I don't really love that kind of music. But I listen to that in the morning, and it just get, sh- gets you going. Right. Yeah. So I like to listen to the you know the U two cover of Forty. It's not a cover actually. It's, it's a cover of the Bible, but you know the song Forty, right? Hmm. Uh, so it's the fortieth fortieth Psalm. Oh, okay. It's U two hit from a long time ago. A lot of people don't probably don't realize that it's a psalm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I like to be the first song I listen to in the morning. It just kind of sets my, you know, just as I'm getting checks like, it in. Put my stuff on. It just mm-hmm. kind of mind frames me, and just gets me moving towards, you know, the ultimate thing, which is to get out the door and get to the workout and not let some discretionary issue you know i better answer my email first oh whoops it took me right. too long i missed the workout oh, i guess i better i think i'll yeah. just go and run by myself oh whoops i think yeah. i better answer you know before you know it, you didn't do it what you did is you discretioned yourself right out of a good thing <laughs> and that's, that's right. why we say that discretion is a cage with velvet bars right yeah it's a prison it just feels good well yeah because you as as much the case in many of our lives we confuse activity for industry it's, you know, you're exactly right, Frank. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you 10 points, extra points. I'll give you 10 cake bosses. Ooh. It's a lot of cake bosses. That's a lot of cake if bosses. If you can tell me what movie I stole the line, uh, Discretion is a Cage with Velvet Bars from. Oh. I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint. Mickey Rourke was in it. I almost made some really inappropriate comment right there about something. But no, I have no idea. It's uh, Barfly. No idea. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I should have um, known that it was stolen. I suppose, but well, I haven't. Right. I mean, because you always say, "Well, that's where I stole that from." That's where I stole. Okay, fine. But <laughs> well, I think everybody steals everything. I don't think there has actually. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I should have known because you always admit. say it. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So this. <laughs> you know. Now, before we leave the red pill, just just you know, picturing taking that pill, you gotta understand that that one pill will make you larger. The other one's gonna make you small. I've but heard it's that. The one that mother gives you ain't gonna do anything at all. Mm. Frank. Yes, sir. You got face for radio, <laughs> you know, brother. You do. You know something. This is a podcast. Boom, boom. <laughs> one pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you small. And the ones that mother gives you don't do anything at all. Go ask Alice. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at 43feetpodcast or send a carrier pigeon to 43 Feet, 1415 South Church Street, Suite B, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28203. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. (laughs) 